Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. This is Pastor Terry. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Of course, we're in 1 Kings 14. Let me catch you up to date. What is going on? David has died. Solomon took over. Solomon started out ruling the kingdom of God, knocking home run after home run. I mean, was doing great. Then he slid. He slid so far that when he died, God tore the kingdom away from him and and, and divided it into two pieces. Uh, two tribes, right, uh, were Judah and the rest were Israel. Ten were Israel. And a guy named Jeroboam came to reign over Israel, the ten tribes. Now, Jeroboam didn't earn this. He didn't deserve it. It was given to him by an act of God's grace. That's what grace is, unmerited favor. There's nothing he did to merit being king over ten tribes. But God looked down and gave it to him out of grace. So how does Jeroboam thank the Lord? Hmm, idolatry. <laughs> he thanks the Lord by eventually building two golden calves, putting them at separate ends or opposite ends of the kingdom, and commanding his people to worship there, not in Jerusalem at the temple that Solomon had built, right, for the specific purpose of worshiping the Lord. Jeroboam did worse than what Solomon did. So what happens to Jeroboam? What happens to him? Well, we see in the beginning verse or beginning verses of chapter 14 that his son becomes sick. Now he's alienated the real people of God because of this idolatry and the way he's treated people. So he said, wait a minute, there's a guy named Ahijah. Ahijah is a prophet. It was Ahijah who came to him and said, Jeroboam, you're going to be king after Solomon dies, over 10 tribes. And so he's sitting there thinking, saying, my son is dying. I need God to get involved. Now, I've abandoned God, but I still need him to get involved. Let me stop right there. Have you ever done that? Have you ever sort of abandoned God, but then in times of trouble said, well, I really sort of need God, and you go to reconnect? No problem with that. If you go with humility, repentance, gratitude in your heart, man, God draws near the thankful and the repentant, and, and that's all good. It's not what Jeroboam did. <laughs> he had a different approach in mind. So what he does is he has his wife dress up and, and disguise herself so, so Ahijah won't recognize her as Jeroboam's wife. He said, now you go down and seek him on behalf of our son, but don't let him know you're my wife. And so let's pick up the story. So the Lord said to Ahijah, the prophet, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam is coming to inquire to you concerning her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus you shall say to her. So he tells the Lord tells him right then what to say. And then she shows up at the door and look at what happens. Now, when she came, she pretended to be another woman. But when Ahijah heard the sound of her feet, as soon as she came at the door, at the very front of the door, he said, come on in, wife of Jeroboam. <laughs> Why do you pretend to be another? For I am charged with unbearable news for you. And so here's the thing. She was trying to pull one over on him. But God, God's spirit, the person of God is bigger than our charade. Are you trying to pull a charade on the Lord? Are you trying to fake him out? Are you trying to do things on the surface when your heart's far from him? Look, let this story call you to a true reconnect heart to heart, you with the Lord to change your life. Because I promise if you'll come back to the Lord with all of your heart, man, he'll meet you there. He'll forgive you. He'll fill you afresh and anew with his Holy Spirit. And you will walk in freedom and victory like you never have before. So, but know that God knows where you are 
And he may have informed other people where you are in that journey as well, right? So here's what happens. He says, okay, thank you for coming, but I've got bad news for you. He said, go tell Jeroboam this. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, because I exalted you from among the people and made you leader of my own people and tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you. And yet you have not been like my servant, David, who kept my commandments and followed me with his whole heart. Now, that doesn't mean David was perfect, but that means David's heart was always bent toward the Lord. His number one affection was to God himself. See, that's where we have to be. We're all going to sin. We're all going to blow it. We're all going to fall away from the Lord at times. But where is your heart? Where's your heart? Where's where's the, the passion? And where is it directed? Is it directed toward God? Or is it directed toward something else? So he goes on and says, David was doing only what was right in, in my eyes. But you have done evil above all who have been before you and have gone before you and you've made for yourself other gods, metal images provoking me to anger. Okay, so what makes God mad? Idolatry. If there's anything in your heart, in your life that you love more than the Lord, that you value more than the Lord, that you spend more time thinking about or pondering or or propping up more than the Lord, that's an idol. That's an idol. So, so God becomes angry at us when we put things in front of him, whatever that might be. People ask, what's what's the worst sin? You know, looking at the Old Testament, I got to tell you, you know, of course, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is the unforgivable sin. We'll get to that sometime later over in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, it's clearly idolatry. It's putting something before the Lord in your heart and in your life. Then he goes on, he says, you have cast me behind your back. You've put me behind you. Therefore, behold, I will bring harm upon the house of Jeroboam. This is what Ahijah is saying from the Lord. You, Jeroboam, are going to have pain and harm on you because of your idolatry. He says, I will cut off from Jeroboam every male, both bond and free in Israel. And I will burn up the house of Jeroboam as a man burns up uh, dung until it is all gone. Anyone belonging to Jeroboam who dies in this city, the dog shall eat. They're not even going to get a proper burial. If you're of Jeroboam's household and you die, you're going to be laid in the street and not respected and not mourned. That was a horrible curse because everybody wanted to be mourned, right? Well, God says it's not going to happen. Then he goes on, he says, um, and anyone who dies in the open country, the birds of the heavens shall eat. The, for the, This is what the Lord has spoken. Arise, therefore, go to your house, and when your feet enter the city, your child will die. And all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him, for he only of Jeroboam shall come to the grave, because in him there is found something pleasing to the Lord, the God of Israel, in the house of Jeroboam. So here's what the prophet says. The prophet says, look, this little child you've come to beseech me about, God is saying he's going to die, but he's going to be honored because there's something good in him. There's something I, God always looks to be gracious always looks to be redemptive, even in the midst of horrible idolatry and horrible rebellion. God is always a redemptive God. Then he goes on, he says, Moreover, the Lord will uh, raise up for himself a king over Israel who shall cut down the house of Jeroboam today. And henceforth, the Lord will strike Israel as a reed that is shaken in the water and root up Israel out of his good land. And he gave to their fathers and scattered them beyond the Euphrates. In other words, he's saying Israel's about to be scattered. They're about to be taken over by an outside force because they have made there for themselves Ashram provoking the Lord to anger. And he will give Israel up 
because of the sins of Jeroboam, which he sinned and made Israel to sin. Jeroboam sinned as the leader. He forced his people to sin. And God's saying, I got to judge it. I love you. I'm your, your child, you know, I'm sorry about your child. He's going to die, but we're going to honor him. But what you've done, is, there's consequences. It's got to happen. Then he goes on in the last few verses and says this. Then Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Tirzah. And as she came to the threshold of the house, just to the threshold of the house, the child died. And all Israel buried him and mourned him according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to the servant Ahijah, the prophet. Here's the great news in all of this. This doesn't have to be you. How do you avoid it? How do you avoid the slide into this? Honor God in your heart. Remember, we have a relationship with him, not a subject to study, not just a bunch of words on a page. God is real and he wants a relationship with you and he wants that relationship with you. And he provides the opportunity through the person of Jesus Christ. And then through the indwelling of the spirit, we get to walk with him and experience him. Love God today. You won't have this as part of your journey. You'll have unbelievable grace for yours. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. Lord, I just pray we'll honor you and walk with you all the days of our life. Father, when we fall, pick us up. When we go astray, bring us back online. And Father, we'll thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you, and we'll see you here next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.